Thank you for your presence today. We are commanded by God to pray without ceasing. God's word assures us that if we wait on him, we shall renew our strength, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. When we apply God's word to our lives, no matter what we may be facing, we can look back and see how God has orchestrated all things for his good. Such is the story of Hannah, a woman of God who petitioned the Lord for a son, made a vow to God and kept it. In his perfect timing, God answered her prayer. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy. Let us pray. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching the glorious gospel truth from your holy word. Empower me now. Grant me wisdom like only you can grant. Fill me with your spirit. Thank you for this precious privilege. We love you, Father. May your word go forth and heal, encourage, revive, save, give hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy Mother's Day. It is good to be here another Mother's Day uh, to celebrate moms all over this nation. We thank God for motherhood. We bless you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with that being said, we have a special message uh, dedicated to mothers that I love to preach at this time from the Lord. The scripture comes from 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 through 11 and verses 27 through 28. Again, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 and 11 and verses 27 and 28. The word of God reads, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. Then verse 27 says, I prayed for this child and the Lord granted me what I ask of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord and he worship the Lord there. And from this passage of scripture, we want to preach on this Mother's Day, the value of a praying mother, the value of a praying mother. I believe that all of us can agree that this is a most unusual Mother's Day and that we are worshiping the Lord at home and with our families as we celebrate and honor mothers. Motherhood is a high privilege. It is a high call from God. And sometimes we have a tendency of taking it for granted because we fail to realize that motherhood is a gift from God. 
as all of us journey through this corona virus pandemic and its devastating repercussions from it, if there's ever time mothers should be praying, it's right now. Praying for your husbands, mothers, you should be praying for your children and your grandchildren. This is the most powerful thing you can do during this crisis. Not only for mothers, but grandmothers alike. Years ago, if no one else was praying, mama was praying and we heard her prayers. I can still hear my grandma, Emma, who has been with the Lord for many, many years now, crying out to God on her knees in the piney woods of Greenwood, Louisiana. As a matter of fact, we are what we are today because of praying mothers. Mothers, if you are not living in a spirit of prayer, I believe you will need to refocus and give priority to prayer, which is so essential in bringing about calmness. Prayer brings about serenity. Prayer ushers in peace to families in troubling times. In this passage, we see a woman who desperately wanted a child and earnestly prayed to the Lord to answer her petition. I transition. What makes a praying mother so valuable to the family? What makes a praying mother so valuable to the family? Number one, a praying mother is valuable because she influences her. Her family for righteousness. A praying mother is valuable because she influences her family for righteousness. She knows how to disengage and retreat to a solitary place to interact, commune with her God, where she can think her own thoughts before the Lord and seek divine guidance from Almighty God which creates a spiritual atmosphere in her home because she knows how to frequent that solitary place with she and God alone. In Luke chapter five, verse 16, it says, but Jesus would often go to some place where he could be alone. That's the key word, could be alone and pray. Mothers who have a deficient prayer life are busy, Mothers who have a prayer life that is deficient, they're noisy mothers. They are easily frustrated. They're discontented. Their spirit is unsettled because of a lack of prayer. And they even become hard to live with. This is why seeking out that private place of prayer to commune with Almighty God uh, will de-stress moms. And will usher in rest when mothers frequent that solitary place of prayer. Uh, it ushers in peace in our heart. It gives wisdom. It brings in spiritual refreshment and spiritual rejuvenation. Mothers, it is very important that you take time to minister to yourself so that you can better serve your family. I'll say that again. It is very important that you take 
the time to minister to yourself so you can better serve your family. No one can minister to you like you. And if you don't come apart and pray, you will fall to pieces. What makes a praying mother so valuable to the family? Secondly, mothers, if you are not specific with your prayer requests, then you will not know if God has answered your prayers because the prayer was too general. God requires that you and, and all of us pray specifically. Hannah was so specific that she did not just ask for a child. She asked for a son and she believed God for him. In verse 11b, it says, Lord Almighty, listen at her praying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me. What a prayer. And remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son. She just didn't pray for a child. She prayed for a boy child. She was very specific. Some mothers pray, but do not believe God for what they are praying for, which results in their prayers being unanswered. When you pray like Hannah, be specific with your prayer requests and believe God without doubting that he will answer your prayers. Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, chapter 21, uh, verse 22, it says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Hannah prayed continually to God for a son and lived a faith-filled life while she waited on God to answer her prayer for a son. While she waited, she was ostracized for her perceived inability to bear a child. The Bible tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. Therefore, she faced the same atrocities we face today. Yet she remained unrelentingly faithful to God no matter what she was confronted with. Like Hannah, we must not turn away from God during hard times. No matter the situation, nothing is too hard for our sovereign Savior. Listen closely. The third quality of a praying mother is this. A praying mother will keep the vow she makes to her Lord. A praying mother will keep the vows she makes to her Lord. Hannah was so serious about her request to the Lord until she made a vow before God. A vow is a promise made to the Lord as an act of worship. The scripture says in Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse five, it is better not to make a vow than to make one and not keep it. What a powerful verse. Once a person makes a vow, the Lord requires that it be honored and Hannah obediently kept the vow she made to the Lord. The scripture says in verse 11, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Samuel was the son of Elkanah and the firstborn of Hannah. Uh, Samuel's name means heard of God and ask 
of God. Samuel was a Nazarene and the requirements of the Nazarite vow are found in the book of Numbers chapter six, verses one through eight. The vow mandated that Samuel be forbidden to have his hair cut, not to drink wine or similar drink. And he was not to go near a dead body as an outward sign of his being consecrated and set apart exclusively to the Lord. Here is a question you must consider today. Have you made a vow before the Lord that you did not keep? Have you made a vow to the Lord that you have not kept? Perhaps you ask while in sickness, Lord, if you heal me or someone you love dearly, you ask for their healing. I will serve you the rest of my life. And you go on about your business, forgetting the vow that you have made. Or perhaps you made some other similar conditional request of the Lord. Beloved, if you did not keep your vow, you need to repent and if possible, do what you have promised before the Lord. Fourthly, a wise mother brings much value to her family when she asks God for wisdom to rear her children in the Lord. A wise mother brings much value to her family when she asks God for wisdom to rear her children in the Lord. In the book of James, chapter one, verse five, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you, says the book of James. Mothers, you need wisdom from God because you have such a tremendous responsibility before the Lord in your motherhood. You need wisdom because of the tremendous responsibility of motherhood, such as cooking, washing, such as cleaning, helping children with homework, school activities, serving in ministry of the church. And for some of you, even working outside the home, which means you had better seek God for wisdom to balance your life and responsibilities. Mothers, if you listen to God, listen, if you listen to God, he may prompt you to decrease some of your responsibilities so you can minister more effectively as a mother. Furthermore, you also need the wisdom from God to be able to uniquely minister to each of your children and grandchildren. You love them all the same. You love all your children the same. You are to love all your grandchildren the same, but each one of them are to be ministered to differently because each of them have different temperaments. They have different personalities and they have different attitudes. You love them all the same, but but through the Holy Spirit's wisdom, you have to minister to them uniquely and uh, differently based on their makeup. Number five. A praying mother is a valuable mother because she models worshiping Christ in in the home and church. A praying mother is valuable because she models worshiping Christ in the home as well as in the church. 
Mothers bringing your children to the house of God to worship is not an option. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25 it says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Parents, it is a very sad day when you bring your children everywhere else and yet you are negligent when it comes to bringing them to the Lord's house. Regretfully, some children grow up and never crack the doors of God's house. How sad. Parental negligence is to rear your children for 18 years in your own home and not lay a spiritual foundation upon which they can build their lives. Hannah's young child was raised up in the house of God. Can that be said of your children, parents, First Samuel chapter two, verse 18 says, but Samuel, though he was only a boy, a young child, served the Lord. He wore a linen garment like that of a priest, says first Samuel chapter two, verse 18. Hannah gave God her best. She gave the sacrificial offering of her only son to the Lord. Verse 28 says, so now I give him to the Lord. I give him back to the Lord. Hannah also brought other offerings because of her love and devotion to the Lord. Not only did she bring Samuel to the Lord, but she brought additional offerings, sacrificial offerings to the Lord as an act of devotion and love to her Lord. First Samuel chapter one, verse 24 says, and when she had weaned him, she took him up with her along with a three year old bull, an ephah of flour and a skin of wine. And she brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. And the child was young. Let me tell you something. You're wise indeed, parents, if you bring your children to the house of God or while they're young and moldable and impressionable. You know, when you decide to, to bring them to the house when they get 17 and 20, that's that's a tough time. Now, it's, it's OK to try then. But how much better when they're one, two and three and five and six to the point that it's a way of life with your children? As you reflect upon your own life, what have you sacrificially given to the Lord as an expression of your love to him? Hannah gave sacrificially to the Lord. She gave the very child she petitioned God for. She gave her only child back to God out of gratitude and thanksgiving and then gave additional sacrificial Offerings in addition to Samuel. What love, what devotion that Hannah had for her God. Beloved, only when you give yourself as a sacrificial offering to the Lord will you be able to honor him sacrificially with the blessings he has bestowed upon you. 
I like that verse in Romans chapter 12, verse one, which says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Parents, your children and grandchildren should see worship all over your life. Let me say that again, parents and grandparents. Your children should see worship all over your life. As a matter of fact, your lifestyle should be your worship. You worship God in reading the word of God to your children. You worship God when you sing over your children. You worship God when you have fun together as a family. You worship God when you're praying with your children. You worship God by being a godly example before your children. You worship God by being a mother and father of integrity. Uh, You worship God before your children through your servanthood and ministry in the community and even more in the Lord's church. You worship God giving your, but you can't do that until you first give yourself as a sacrificial offering to the Lord. I'd like to ask you a question. Who owns you? Is it God? Or do you say you own yourself or is it Satan? <laughs> but so, somebody's in charge. Number six, mother, mothers. Your value before the Lord and your family will increase. Your value before the Lord and your family will increase when you allow the Lord to shape you, refine you. And sift you through the adversities of life. Did you get that? Your value before the Lord and your family will increase when you allow the Lord to actually shape you, to to chisel you, to refine you, to sift you through the adversities of life. Verse 10 says, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. Hannah kept praying through her pain. And there are some mothers that I'm talking to. Your, your, your life is full of pain, but don't stop praying. She prayed. She continued to pray through her anguish. She continued to pray through her distress. She prayed and then she prayed and then she prayed. She refused to give up on God. Mothers, have you given up on God because of your circumstances? Don't give up. You're playing in the devil's hand. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hold on, hold on, hold on, and never let the hand of God go, for he is your only hope. I know that there are mothers who have been deeply betrayed. I know there are many mothers out there who have been deeply hurt by your husband, by children or grandchildren. You've been abandoned and and abused. But you've survived simply because you refuse to stop praying through your adversity, even though you've been through abuse, even though you've been hurt, even though you've gone through pain. Like that old Negro spiritual that says, nobody knows the trouble I see, 
Nobody knows but Jesus. God knows how to ease your pain and put salve on those wounds. Give your trouble to Jesus. Perhaps you've been through abandonment by a husband, a neglectful and unappreciative child. That hurts. You've heard you've heard hurtful words from a sibling. Maybe you've even been molested or abused as a child. Having to give up, perhaps having to give up your life's dream because of an unexpected pregnancy. Perhaps you experienced a discrimination in the workplace and so much more. God felt Hannah's pain. Did you hear what I said? God felt Hannah's pain and empathize with her in our situation. And he will do the same for you as well. Hannah persevered in her prayer life until God blessed her. Through the pain, through the hurt, through the mockery, she never stopped praying. Mothers, when you stop praying, you are saying your situation is too hard from God, and that's a lie straight from the pits of hell. The Word of God admonishes us to wait patiently on Him, and He will give us the desires of our hearts. Be encouraged by Hannah's faithfulness. We must pray, meditate, commune, and wait on God. We must fight against the I, me, and my right now syndrome that perpetuates today's society. God and God alone is the answer to everything. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and so much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.